Good evening, mate. And how are we doing? I'm all right, bud. Yeah, how are you? Oh, well, uh, you know, I've been a little bit poorly last week, that bug that's going around. But, you know, loads of people are at it. So. Yeah, it's true. But I'm over it now and, you know, feeling great. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm great. How was your tour, by the way? Uh, well, it was fantastic. But, you know, it seemed it's been a few weeks ago now. So, you know. Yeah, I suppose it is. Well, we've took a little recess, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're sort of now getting back into uh, the podcasting, and uh, obviously you've been away on tour, and which was... Yeah, thanks for the comps, by the way. Well, you know, got to look after my old mates, haven't I? Ah, good boy. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) But no, it was really good. It was really good. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that went well. Well, you sounded great anyway, so that's good. Thank you very much, yeah. Um, Anyway, back to things in matter. Um... A little bit of a change tonight, our guest tonight. Um, probably more known as a local agent. Yeah. But yeah. behind that uh, persona, there was obviously a previous musical career. Absolutely. Yeah, because we, we, we didn't really know Paul. Um, oh, you've just mentioned his name. Or you, sorry, you little sorry, tinker, you. Very sorry, but we didn't really know him when he was out playing as a musician. We only kind of knew him as an agent later on. Yes. But uh, as with everyone, there's a real backstory there and very interesting as well. Uh, hence the Old Rockers yeah. podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, I first met our guest probably, well, over 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, and I, I believe he booked the band that we were playing uh, some function in Norfolk or somewhere or other. So, um, and uh, anyway, he was a great guy at the time and uh, very reasonably priced. <laughs> Thanks. Very good. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah. So let's get him on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Mr. Paul Wortley. Hi, Paul. How are we doing? Hi, Simon. Very well, thank you. And you? <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I mean, as as we talked about in the introduction, we kind of knew you as an agent of, sort of you know, a guy who books gigs and stuff. But we, uh, there, there's obviously a lot more to your career than than we knew about. So it'd be interesting to hear some of your stories. Well, I started when I was fourteen, which is a uh, hundred and something years ago. Oh, um, hundred and six, actually. Yeah, I uh, joined a, a band my brother was in called the Shade of Pale. And uh, they needed a bass player. They couldn't find anybody. Um, so I bought a bass, and two weeks later, I was in the band. Wow. And uh, I never got any better oh, well. for some reason. Join the club. But, uh, but, there, <laughs> but there again, I was brilliant at the time. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> for, we my, all. for my age. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, first gig was at uh, the U.S. Air Force Base um, in Sculthorpe. Ah, we've all done Sculthorpe. We've all done Sculthorpe. Yeah. Cool. Good gigs. So what sort of uh, what sort of band was that then, Paul? Uh, it was a middle-of-the-road pop band, which is what I've done mostly yeah. uh, in my career. Yeah. Um, Norma was the lead vocalist. Norma? Norma. Wow. That's a, f- what a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and always very well, popular. Me. <laughs> yeah, always very popular on the air bases, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the day, they were mainly male. Yeah, yeah. Audiences, and we we even did Norwich Prison at one time. Wow. Um, and of course, um, it's understandable how she went there. <laughs> um, but 
it was a long time ago. Yeah, and, uh, we won't mention it. No, we won't mention that anymore. Okay, um, cool. Well, good. I mean, I must admit, I, I missed out on the, the... I never played any of the air bases. Didn't you ever do any air bases? No, that wasn't my thing. I sort of went off into the heavy rock Well, world you did, yeah, yeah. All that kind of thing. I never really got mm. to do that kind yeah. of stuff. My so. dad actually played drums for Dinah Ross when she came over here. Wow. Um, you, on the really? air bases, yeah. Yeah. Cool. What year would that be, Paul? Cool. I've got no idea, really. 60s? Um, yeah, easily. It must Mate, have been yeah. a tidy player. Yeah, 60. Okay. Yeah, he was a good player. You yeah. could actually um, put a clock against him and... Uh, wow. It's never been said yeah. about me. Now, the best timekeeper <laughs> drummer I've ever heard. I've really? Say. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's well, important. Lee, a lovely man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, as all our fathers. Absolutely. Counts, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Past and present. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Oh. All right. So, the old um, skull thoughts. So I, I take it there was also bent walls and all the, the usual. Yes, did all those. Yeah. We had a roadie, uh, Willie Webster, his name was. Uh, he was the father of the guitar player, Martin. Um, and Martin had actually lost the use of his uh, first finger. Okay. So he actually played all his solos just with um, second and third finger. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's, an, that's, an, that's a feet yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he, he played pretty well, considering he only had the two fingers to play with. And that band was called Shade of Pale? Yeah, Norma and the Shader Pale, I think, from right, memory. Okay, right. and was it like covers of the day? Did you? Do yeah, it? covers yeah. of the day. Yeah. yeah. What sort of stuff was that you were doing? Just middle of the road pop music. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, what sort? What songs kind of songs? That's would a be good like? question that I haven't got in my head. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I do remember is uh, my first bass. My dad got it. Um, we're a poor family, um, but he bought me a Futurama bass right and uh it had a, a split in the neck but the neck was actually an alloy neck so it an didn't, alloy neck yeah it didn't actually affect it it was it was seemed to be wood on the outside okay hmm. uh, so he he just filled it in for me rubbed it all down and you couldn't even tell wow um cool yeah what sort of amp then paul I can't even think what the amp is, but the green light came on every time I played. Right, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, I think I had a 12 or 15-inch woofer rather than a designated bass cabinet. Right, right. Um, but... Uh, what have you got for a big PA in that? Yeah. No problem, is it? No, absolutely not. No. Cool. So from um, that band... The uh, the normal shade of pale. I keep thinking of white. <laughs> my yeah. name keeps drifting. But anyway, my auntie's favourite song that white shade of pale. Ah, cool. It's a great song. Great song. Great song. Yeah. So uh, from there, um, do you decided what you did? That did you just leave, or did you? What now the band sort of split up, um, and I got offered the job with um, the resident band at the Norwood Rooms. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Alan Dennis Band. Is that Norwich? Norwich, yeah. 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 Uh, on Elsham Road. And uh, Alan Dennis was actually the father of Kathy Dennis, the now... Yeah, so, songwriter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Toxic. Songwriter. Spinning uh, around. Obviously, she was, only, she was only young then, of course, yeah. at the time. Uh, but uh, it was... Uh, in fact, I said to Alan, I said... I'm not a strong reader. I said, but 
give it to me the night before. I'll have it ready for you the next day. Yeah. Second night in, I'm given American Patrol walking base to read. Oh. You know, luckily, you know, having a good ear as well, you yeah. listen to the, the brass help you, phrasing-wise. It was Mike Capucci on piano, who nobody in the world could follow, but what a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, managed to get through it and didn't uh, didn't look back for that. The reading sort of came on Yeah, because you... you, you I've, I've known you to be a reading player. Yeah. You've done several reading things. Yeah, I've been lucky to uh, play bass for people like Frankie Vaughan and Bradley Walsh and, uh, yeah, all sorts yeah, sort yeah, of people yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so f- people well, can remember. Yeah, well, I, they'd certainly. Uh, well, my mum would remember Frankie Vaughan. Yeah, I love Frankie Vaughan. Yeah, Frankie Vaughan was my mum's, your mum's as well, all-time hero. Uh, and the first time I played bass, in fact, the whole band we backed Frankie Vaughan at the Talk, uh, okay, in Norwich when we were resident band there. And uh, my mum, I know all musicians say, you know, nobody washed their face when somebody kissed them. And I can honestly say my mother did not <laughs> wash her face for a week. Oh, bless her. After Frankie Vaughan kissed her. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Everybody washes their face if I kiss them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No. Paul, just just move another foot to the left, will you? You know, after you said that, you know. No, he's... <laughs> uh, so the Norwood rooms, how long were you there then, Paul? I think it must have been two or three years yeah. Um, but it was great ground and great experience. Yeah, cool. Um, Slim Harris was the drummer. Slim Harris. Yeah, he's uh, he's from Lugstoft, I think. That now. name rings a bell with me. Yeah, I mean, he was he came up from London um, and uh, I think he was just under 17 and I think I was 17. Wow. Um, Very young. Yeah, uh, but Slim is a very good drummer. Um, it was tough times for us being the youngest in the band. Um, yeah, I've got to be careful what I say there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was great experience. Yeah, well, that's, that's good for a young musician, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're reading that. Yeah, you so, can't beat it for learning. You're learning off the older guys, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. They might give you a bit more stick as you do when you get yeah. what happens when you're young, doesn't it? Yeah. It right. happens in all industries, of doesn't course. it? Yeah, yeah. But that's great. So after the Norwood rooms, you obviously that come to an end, or that band finished. Yeah, I I, I joined uh, a band called the Vagabonds. Then um, that name will ring a bell as well. I, yeah, uh, that was uh, Melvin Notley on keyboards. I had to look this up because I'm terrible for names. Uh, I'm Mike, John, by the way. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mike Watley on drums. Another nice fella, okay. good drummer. Yeah. Uh, Dave Downs on guitar, and as I said, Melvin Notley was a sort of band leader, really, on yeah. piano. Good player in his day. Is that residency somewhere? Yeah, we ended up being a resident band at the Samson and Hercules. Oh wow! Opposite the Cathedral. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Asked. What, and how often did you play? Like every night there, or just for every weekends? Friday and Saturday? I oh, think, okay. if I remember rightly, in the yeah. day. Yeah. And what was that? What was that? A nightclub? What, what uh, yeah, that? I suppose you would call it a nightclub. I mean, it's quite huge inside. Right, I never uh, been there. Really, um, but 
it was awkward to park your car when you've got unload your gear and mm. and stuff like that. Um, and then um, after that, I think I joined Trevor Koopman Band, um, and we ended up being resident band at the Samson again. Okay, and, uh, the keyboard player story I always tell everybody: uh, electrician. Yep, and he plugged his keyboard into the wall with matchsticks. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Was there health and safety back in uh, 19 well, whenever? No, I don't think Obviously there was. No. no, that was great fun then, wasn't it? You know, Absolutely. just to see the sparks so he, just, he just had the wires and put the wires in. The wires in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I used to climb over it every time I went past it, yeah. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Why did he do that, being an electric? He only could put a plug on. Wow. Perhaps he couldn't afford one, I mean. <laughs> he... You know, being a sort of pro muso at the time and electrician on the side, I suppose you couldn't afford it, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what band did you say that was, Paul? Uh, the Trevor Copeman Band. Trevor Copeman Band. So, you're back at the Samson Hurt again. Yeah. Um, how long did that stint last for? That didn't last too long. I think it was about six months, nine months or so, and we ended up going to the Tower Ballroom in Great Yarmouth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Resident yeah. band there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Trevor was band leader. Uh, he'd in those days he'd walk out to the front of the stage, okay, speak on the microphone, announce the song, count us in. You know, as we <laughs> we all started, and he'd just play the cymbals as he was coming round. I mean, that's quite strange, you know, considering all my family have been drummers, and I was supposed to be a drummer, but. Uh, you my dad, of it. No, my dad wouldn't uh, allow Simple three minded. kids in the house, or should I say my mother wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. what I, why I became a bass player, really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And oh. I don't regret it. I, I've enjoyed playing bass. So those those types of gigs, I mean, how how does that work? I mean, do they have like a disco play, play first and then you come on and do a set? Yeah, there was a resident D, DJ at yeah. the tower. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's the same for all of them, that kind of setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not something you really see much anymore, is it? No, you don't. I mean, big. I can remember when I used to depth for people like, um, like the Glass Wheel and stuff like that. You, there was a certain way you had to do. You had to start with old time dancehall stuff, didn't you? You yeah. know, the waltz, yeah. the quick step, the, the, yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's great, Grandin, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can always remember. I, I had to learn a, a Glenn Miller medley right and that was written <laughs> gee that was really tough yeah the thing is though that music you have to play together as a band oh absolutely uh and that's the most important thing um and i think some of that is lacking today i mean there are some amazing players out there yeah, yeah for sure. in bands but it's a bit of a look at me. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, yeah. And they don't seem to listen to what anyone else is playing. Correct. I think uh, some of it is some of that is the fault of the industry in a way. That's just how it's become. Yeah. They 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 cut. They don't put the grounding in like we had to by going up and down the country. No. Playing endless gigs for nothing, pretty much. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, when we started fresh, sometimes we do three gigs on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and end up in Whitley Bay, um, uh, uh, sort of a disco at the bus station, and you have to climb all the way up the stairs at midnight after doing two yeah. um, other gigs previous uh, with all your gear, and then fighting yeah, yeah. your way through people who were a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep. 
We've all done that. Well, you've just you've just thrown another name in there, Paul, and um, which a lot of uh, viewers viewers did I say viewers? I meant listeners. God, if I didn't know, I'd have had a shower. <laughs> yeah, just as well, we ain't got any viewers. The yeah, well, of us three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, our listeners, um, you've just chucked that name fresh in there. Now, some of the older guys um, will have heard of that name. Um, fresh was a, a very very popular band at the time. Yeah, we were. Even though I sat myself, we were a good tight band. Uh, even though we had over the years probably three, maybe four keyboard players. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we managed to keep the quality of the Was band. That a three piece, Paul. Uh, we were a three most of the time. Yeah, yeah, three piece. Yeah, just guitar, bass, and drums. Yeah, uh, and always three vocal. Right. Um, because obviously the the original. Fresh was a four-piece guitar-based uh, band, um, and that's when we got uh, the opportunity to do either Op Nox or New Faces. So, did that? Okay. Did Fresh come straight after the uh, the other band from Trevor Copeland? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Did you form that band? Did you? Start uh, I that formed band? that with my brother Barry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Barry's a well-respected drummer. Uh, in the area and um, yeah we just put the band together with uh, Dave Rowett on guitar I think it was okay. and Dave Knowles on vocal right. he was a great singer he was with a um, was it Kiss locally Kiss yeah with John Tuttle with John Tuttle Kiss oh, yeah. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, I he's, uh, I mean, John Tuttle is the fellow from Norwich who, if anybody should have made it, it should have been him. I mean, he had the look, he had everything. Yeah, he did. You know, great voice in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we started the band, and uh, in 1978, we had a chance at New Faces or Op Knox. We passed both auditions, uh, but we chose to take New Faces. Uh, because Mickey Most was on the panel. Yeah, the producer. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so we went for that. Yep. And uh, we, I think in the first show we did, we, we won the first heat. Who was the that, who was the host of that at the time? Oh, that's a name that I haven't got in my head at no, all. No, I can remember. I can remember New Faces. Yeah, but yeah. I can see his face, blonde-haired fellow. Where, where did you have to go for that? Where, where was it? Uh, yeah, in uh, ATV Studios. Um, I don't know if it was Birmingham or Manchester. Um, was this uh, for original compositions, or I presume it wasn't? No, was we actually did, did uh, Don't Take Away the Music cause, uh, from Tavares, because oh, we, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we were a, a harmony band at the time. Uh, well, we've always been a harmony band, uh, and that's something that I really enjoyed. Uh, Paul, yeah, we were just talking about, uh, I think, recalling the uh, host, and I think that was a guy, was it Derek Hobson? Yes, that's the fella, Derek Hobson. I yeah. just Googled it. Yes. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I did while you were talking, yes. Uh, we're in separate rooms, so I can't see. Oh, of course. Yes. Well, eh? That was yeah. carefully done. <laughs> no, but well, it, actually, because I've, I've never played on a show like that, so it's, it's interesting to know the setup. How does it work? Well, the difficult part is standing around yeah. uh and to be honest um 
everybody was sort of um, very nervous, of as course, expected. You would be, yeah. of course, apart from us. Oh, okay. But we sat there playing cards, and when we were called, we just went up. And the biggest problem is um, with it being a live sound. The monitors were in front of you, no in-ear monitoring in those days to make oh. life easy for you. Um, they were so quiet because they didn't want feedback, you know. And when you're competing with uh, a drummer, of course, and yeah. um, for me, a drummer has to hit the drums to make them sound good. Um, and you've only got a small monitor. You have to work to your head, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's difficult, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and of course, there's a lot of uh, standing around waiting for camera angles, camera shots, lighting, um, which uh, in a live situation comes and goes. So yeah, you yeah. make a mistake or you get a bit of feedback. As long as it goes, then you just continue, don't you? Yeah, you yeah. yeah. Did you play one song on New Faces then, Paul? Yeah, the Tavares song oh, yeah, is our said. first yeah, one. Yeah, cool. Uh, don't take away the music, yeah. And, and you, you get one shot, or you can do various takes? No, How does it one work? shot. But one shot, and that's it? Yeah, luckily we played it the same every time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good. Yeah, they didn't know we recorded it first time. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> well, that's not easy when the monitors are quiet. Oh, singer, terrible. I mean, that's Vocally, always a problem. Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So yeah. everything was completely live? Yep, yeah. completely live. Wow. And easy to do. That's not easy to do. So what was the offshot of that then, Paul? What happened? Uh, from New Faces, we actually got... Did you get an offer? We what did. Oh, good. Um, we got picked up by um, Radio Luxembourg. They had their own um, publishing company called Lavini Music. Okay. And uh, they rang um because obviously on the show we said we write your own material yep. uh, dave knowles wrote the songs and everybody did their own sort of arrangements if dave had ideas we you know we sort of worked to that mm. um what paul see you saying you were signed to uh Cine music lavini music Levi- sorry yeah you were the publishing company for radio luxembourg Right. Uh, very nice fella called John Reed, And uh, we used to go down to the studios. Can I just say, Paul, sorry to interject that, John Reed. Yeah. That wasn't, the, was he a Scottish guy? Uh, he could well have been. Because wasn't that something to do with... Uh... I'm not sure if he's the same fella that did uh, the Beatles or Rolling Stones or somebody... Uh, Somebody famous or Elton, Elton John. John? Elton John, yeah, that's it. I yeah. thought that was. I'm uh, not sure if it's the same John Reed. Oh, okay. Um, to be honest, right. Um, but uh, yeah, he was. I nice say that because I watched Rocket Man the other night. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John Reed came into. Uh, he was Elton's first manager, wasn't he? Or yeah. Uh, so anyway, and also one of the judges, actually going back to New Faces, was mm. Lou Reed. Um, okay. and, oh, cool. uh, he was a, a great producer in the day right. he loved the band um, but anyway we uh, kept recording at the Luxembourg studios Okay. Uh, and where, 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 where were the studios? in London, near, okay. I think it was near the Savoy somewhere near the Savoy um, and uh, Mickey Most uh, sent his brother David I think his name was 
uh, to the studio. Uh, we had a long chat. Um, they offered us uh, a record deal. Cool. Um, and uh, they were keen to sort of uh, replace a, one of the 70s sort of top bands at the time. Right. Um, which we were so excited about. Yeah. But uh, obviously John Reed uh, didn't like the deal they were offering. Well, that's a bit of a, they, they wanted to obviously move on a yeah a 70s band. They were obviously a well-known band. Yes, uh, I think they were a well-known oh, band. Oh, I mean, They didn't tell me who it was. No. Excuse me, Simon, you just stood on my tiger feet. Oh, well, there you go. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> The strange thing was... <laughs> Hello, the cat's just crept in, and he's, he's just crept out again. Wow. <laughs> and uh, anyway, David Most uh, arrived in this pink Rolls Royce. So Ooh, we thought, hmm, that's a strange colour. Uh, uh, oh, I'll tell you what, he, I bet he's lonely at Christmas. He could be. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, eight years later, when my son was born, yeah. a friend of mine had bought that very Rolls Royce. Okay, no and he lent it to me to go and pick my son up from hospital when he was born. Wow! And uh, yes, it was the wrong colour, but I thought, you know, to yeah. come home in a Rolls Royce. Wow! What a memory! It's, it's just such a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I just—I mean, I—I I, when I first left school, I've only had one job in my life. Otherwise, I've worked for myself uh, all the time. Um, I worked at the uh, Norfolk and Norwich Hospital. Uh, in the NHS. Okay. Um, and even though I knew the porters, they still put loads of stickers on the car because I had to park it. The spaces weren't big enough. Uh, <laughs> and I said to the porter who I knew, I said, is it okay to park there? i just got to go and pick my son up. And uh, he said, yeah, that'll be fine. Come out. The windows were just covered in do not park here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that wow, was cool. just a, a story that yeah, um, yeah, yeah, go, yeah, goes yeah. with it. But um, yeah, so um, John Reed turned the deal down. Okay. From what I remember, I'm terrible at names, but figures I normally remember. <laughs> um, Agent die. Yeah, they they offered us a one and a half percent record deal. So I I think uh, Lavini Music wanted at least five. Right. Because I remember Cliff was on ten or eleven at the time. Uh, of record deals, so they thought four or five oh, he, was good for a new yeah, band. Yeah, well, he probably got to move it, didn't he? <clears throat> move it, move it, yeah. Yeah, good one. <laughs> hey! Yeah, oh, good. So that, obviously, uh, the manager, Reed guy, he obviously said, no, that's not the deal. So did that then fold then, or...? No, uh, we kept going. Uh, we did the uh, Coca-Cola advert on TV, Keep brood and tidy and take your little home. Ch -ch -ch, take your little home. <laughs> and uh, have yeah, to look that one up. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, well, it would have been 79, 78, 79. Okay. But then one of the songs uh, we had recorded, a song called Home Again. Okay. Um, we entered for the song for Europe. Ah, now, now I remember you doing, or I'm now yeah. in your past. And, uh, yes, it was at the Royal Albert Hall. Cool. And uh, I had to write the date down. I think it was 9th of March. Yes, March the 9th, 1979. We were there with, like, Nolan sisters and yeah. guys and dolls. Yeah. The one I was interested in was Herbie Flowers, obviously, being a, a bass player. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so yeah. The hero for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were called Herbie Flowers and the Daisies. And <laughs> Great name. They, they were dressed in green outfits with white daisies around oh, their wow. face. I mean, they looked fantastic. Mm. Uh, and he actually complimented me on my bass line. Wow. Did he? Yeah, he did. So that I didn't care what else happened hero. on that day. Yeah, which is great. Um, but what did happen was um, the cameraman went on strike. So oh. we were supposed to be on TV that night. And uh, they went on strike over something that happened two weeks previous, mm. which obviously was very upsetting for us. Mm. You know, it was a big day for four Norfolk boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, it was uh, drastic. Yeah. It, it went on the over the radio waves, and there were uh, different people, almost like the Eurovision now, uh, yeah. where they give their votes and stuff like that. Um, there was um, a band of people in Norwich, uh, I think, at the BBC station. Um, but uh, it didn't go well for us. I mean, there were three songs uh, from EMI. Yeah, yeah. Um, ours. And ours had already been pressed, ready to release. Well, they obviously thought it was going to do well then. Yeah, yeah. they did. We, we were favourites Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the EMI camp. Uh, to win. Okay. It, it was us, Herbie Flowers, and a band you may not have heard of, Black Lace. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, so we were all at the hotel, um, having drinky poos and stuff, being spoiled, and uh, the phone rang. The bigwigs from EMI started to shake our hands. Well done, fellas. You've done it. Wow. And it turned out Black Lace was the song that won. Oh. Well, how did they make that mistake? I don't know. Well, they often don't know. They just assumed we were going to win. Oh, I see. We we had um, quite a strong song. Um, I don't know if you've uh, heard the song. I think I put it on my Facebook page not so long back. Uh, But really good Eurovision song. Right. Um, But... uh, yeah, and it turned out that, unfortunately, Black Lace was the worst ever Eurovision entry. Um, what was that song then, Black Lace? Mary Ann, that was called. Mary Ann, you got to do what I can. No, Stuff I don't. like that. No. I, know it. no. I, I mean, obviously, we've all but obviously Black Lace other songs. We sold yeah. 1,800 records in the first two weeks. Right. Um, but uh, EMI had to work so hard to promote the Black Lace song. I, I'm not sure, but it either got to something like 38 or 42. In in the British charts, it it really died a death. Mm. Um, so obviously, you know, the way the business is, yeah, you get yeah. dropped. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's a real... Mm. You know, that's like, uh, you know, in, in, in life in a, in a pathway, isn't yeah. it? it? It can go right. It can go left. Yeah, yeah happens absolutely. Happens to a lot of people. Those kind of things. Yeah, it does doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we then toured with we toured with the Dooleys because um, we then got management, um, and they were a great fun family band. Did you end up playing bass for them, Paul? 
Uh, no, I didn't play bass for them, but we we actually were support band for them oh, on their okay. sort of theatre tour and yeah, uh, yeah. stuff. Was that UK or Europe? UK, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did go over on production with them once um, in Jersey, uh, just me. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they were a very hard working act, and I wouldn't hear anything against them. To be mm. fair, yes, they're a very middle of the road, um, but you know they had they had great songs. Yeah, you know that that sold well, and you know, oh yeah, we've all part of the duties. I mean, you know. Great stuff. Uh, I mean, the the fellow who blo- who wrote Black is Black, as far as I'm aware, he's only ever written one song, ever. And uh, from the last thing I heard about ten years ago, he was still earning hundred thousand a year out of one song. So yeah. you know, incredible. Isn't it? I would never be embarrassed about writing any <laughs> uh, any song that was a hit. Yeah, uh, and and made a living for you. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I can remember that. I can remember the old dude. He's on like top of the pops and stuff like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but I didn't realize they were a family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two brothers and sister, or was it two sisters and a brother? Yes, oh, one of those. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that was that was quite a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Family type bands, as well, you said, the Nolans, Osmonds, mm-hmm. yeah. Jacksons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the we did one theatre. I think it was the uh, Hastings. What is it? White White Rock? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Hastings. Yeah, yeah. The night before John Miles was on. Oh, you know, and we thought oh, music. Yeah. Wow. Uh, cool. Best song ever. Absolutely. Great recently singer. passed away. Yes, oh. sad. Yeah. Very sad. And was Tina Turner's? Yeah, he was Tina MD, Turner's wasn't MD. He? Yeah. yeah, he was. Great yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely. But yeah, we had a great fun time. So when you did the Eurovision, you you weren't you didn't go under the name Fresh. No, we had to uh, change the name. Uh, we got sued by an American band called Fresh, or we got uh, issued with paperwork, I oh, believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was uh, for the uh, song for Europe. Um, and uh, we actually recorded it at Abbey Road, which is, uh, I just wish I'd had an experience, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with a massive orchestra, absolutely brilliant, you know. So was it in the big stu- Studio One? Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, Studio, no, I think Studio Two, isn't it the is big it? one? I don't know, I can't I can't remember. honestly remember. I was just yeah. in awe, you know, in the control room. Looking yeah, of course, well, you know, the music come out of there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we changed, had to change the name to Monte Carlo. So if you search somewhere on the internet, I'm sure you'll find uh, yeah. Monte Carlo uh, performing that song, Home Again. Fantastic. Home Again. Yeah. I have to look that up. Yeah. So after you, you, you talk about you doing some touring with the Dooleys and, and people like that, so what, what happened after? Did you carry on with the band touring? We did. Uh, we had the chance to do the Ljubljana Song Festival. Right. Um, where all the radio stations uh, around the world um sent uh songs in uh and acts in to perform them um to Ljubljana Song Festival. Uh great experience. Fifty two piece orchestra. Wow. Cool. Um and the stra- <laughs> I always tell this story to people. Uh the strange thing is uh when there's a break, all the women players used to do knitting. Um we were stood there 
as I said before, four yeah. Norfolk boys, yeah. you know. In um, need of a jumper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cold, very cold, yeah. uh, and the food was absolute rubbish. Oh, right, uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, that's where I experienced um, clear pancake soup. And it's not something that I would recommend. Pancake soup? Oh, yeah. Oh, gee. But, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, we all went over on a coach, all the UK radio stations. Yeah. Um, there's a, a comedian whose name I, I forget. Uh, there's a girl duo called Lips. Um, that was a great, great experience. We had to do uh, a Yugoslavian band song. Okay. And they had to do ours. Right. Which, which I believe was Home Again. Um, and... They did ours. Um, you never heard uh, anything like it. Um, it didn't seem recognisable from uh, our version. Uh, we changed theirs, and we actually won a category for them for their particular song. Ah. But uh, it was a great experience, and to see uh, it was obviously it was the then Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. and strangely enough. Um, the uh, Erindors, right? Lady I Love. Mm-hmm. Um, been together 20 years, and uh, she took me back to Ljubljana this last year. Oh, oh uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, fantastic. And they went, oh, it's Mr. Paul Wortley <laughs> from Monte Carlo. Yeah, <laughs> nearly. No, nah, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Um, We went to see Andre Rue, ah. and it turns out it was the same venue that we did the Ljubljana Song Festival in. Cool. Um, so this time I managed to get some pictures. You know, I mean, it was like a, uh, I think about eight or ten thousand seater, and I, I just didn't realise how big it was in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what uh, year was that, Paul? You did uh, that. that would have been 79, 80, okay. I would think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've been, we were very lucky. Um, to be honest, I just used to enjoy playing and singing. Mm. Um, to be a pop star was never a big thing for me. No. Um, but, uh, yes, it was disappointing because we'd worked hard. Um, for the Song for Europe thing, and then obviously EMI had to uh, drop us yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in the end. Um, and from there, uh, three of us stayed together as a band, uh, my brother on drums, myself on bass, and we had Martin McDonald on keyboards. Right, yeah. And what happened? You just carried on doing gigs? Yeah, we did the six nights a week residency in... Uh, you know, the holiday parks where we met and backed people like uh, Bradley Walsh and Joe Pasquale sort of before they'd... Squeaky. Uh, yeah, squeaky, oh. yeah, before they'd sort of made it. Um, and, I mean, Bradley Walsh, I won't hear a bad word against him. He's such a nice fella. Yeah, mm. if, if every so-called TV star was as nice as Bradley Walsh, uh, the world would be at a better place, mm. you know, oh, great fellow. And then we we backed him later on. At uh, he did 
fact, uh, after he'd sort of become famous, yeah. uh, he came to Chroma Pier. Oh, okay. So, ah. yeah, we, we backed him there. And uh, that was, you know, quite nice to see him again. He used to, uh, in the early days, before he'd made it, uh, he played for my brother's football team. Yeah, he's he quite keen on his football, isn't he? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. was it Watford he played for professionally? Yeah, sure. something like that. Yeah, because yeah, it was injury prone or something. Yeah, I saw yeah. a programme about yeah, he's, he's got, uh, I think he's got issues with his knees now. But um, Well, he's like all of us four. Well, well yeah. you know, when I'm as old as you, I yeah. suppose I will. Well, of course, probably yes. have the same issues. <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. I shall remember that when I'm passing you your stick as you go out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this, that they, these holiday camps are all local in Norfolk. And yeah, South or, yeah. Or? Uh, we used to work for um, uh, California Cliffs. <laughs> uh, we did a residency there, uh, and it was there we actually backed a great comic in the day called Mike Lee Taylor, who I think David, when he was here at the last podcast, he works for a big theatre company, oh, okay. which yes. is yeah. run by <clears throat> Mike Lee Taylor. Uh, yeah, I think it's the yeah. Entertainers. Yeah, something like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Um, it's but a small he, world, isn't it? Yeah, it is, he, yeah. He was very... Um, he was up with tech in the day. He used to use a... One of the cheap, I think it was an RCL 10 boss delay unit and, and stuff like that for his mm. act. Uh, he was uh, quite inventive in the day, so yeah. I'm not surprised he's actually been successful. Right, yeah. okay. But, um, yeah, we got to back loads of people in the day, and then in the wintertime uh, we managed to get a residency at uh, the Talk in Norwich. Right, yeah. Um and one of the best things we did there was Sunday night was talent night. Right. So it was uh live band. Yeah. Um, playing for people with uh, ordinary sheet music, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we built it up as something um, that we did quite naturally. And it was great for the band uh, to be able to just, turn it on you know and we were lucky enough both my brother and myself we could just even though if it's a song we haven't done before mm. you know we we just seem to be able to put harmonies in and and just make the whole experience better yeah. uh, for everybody and i think anyone you speak to the talent shows at the talk which were originally set up by david valentine i think it was okay um who was a local entertainer. He did a lot for local talent. And uh, there's uh, a lot of people now who have been professional for quite a few years started um, at the talent shows that we used to do at the tour. Oh, that's fantastic. Now that was, uh, I mean, it was hard work for us because obviously you're working for uh, or working with amateur people Mm. um, who, sing in the bath or the shower or mm. you know it's a bit like uh, our producer yeah <laughs> yeah it could be could yeah, be. yeah that's right yeah i don't know why you sat in the bath do you oh my god <laughs> probably i don't want to go into that anyway yeah good job he's in another room and he does talk occasionally oh does he yeah yeah yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't say much. He interjects from time to time. Yeah. Yes, he but does. That one word is probably the one word that makes a difference in life. And that is? Yeah. Well, probably Kit Kat or... 
yeah. Milky Way or <laughs> yeah. more sponsors, please. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a great right. thing when um, doing that. I mean, guess peace, there isn't something like that today. Um, but I suppose, Absolutely. you know, people would come in with backing tracks, I suppose, wouldn't they? Yeah, they, they do, unfortunately. But I can understand um, why venues have to have people with backing tracks. Mm. You know, I mean, I still do it myself. Yeah, of course. Uh, with back and tracks. Um, and uh, when I used, uh, used to play guitar along with a back and track, um, people used to say, well, how can you do that when you've been a musician all your life, just in live music? I said, well, I don't actually learn the song. I just listen to what the track is doing yeah. and play to Although, it. You know, and I, I try not to... Mm. Uh, learn it parrot fashion you know yeah. so i actually listen to the band listen to the drums keys like i used to in the band yeah yeah you know yeah um and uh that's how it worked for me anyway but yeah uh, yeah 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 well it's often a cost thing nowadays as well isn't it oh yeah yeah, yeah i mean venues can't is, afford afraid. to yeah. uh pay um especially for professional musicians who have to earn a living but yeah see uh, there are a lot of musicians all right paul um it's great having mr paul wortley in the uh studio tonight so um from there um where did you go from there because i believe you were at the, was that the marina center yes we uh we got uh i think it was two or three summer seasons on the trot at the marina center and uh we were lucky enough to back several star names like Cannon and Ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome and Wise. Uh, but the best was Bob Monkhouse. Funny man. Uh, very funny. Very talented. Probably the funniest guy. comedian mm. I've, I've ever had the pleasure. Always bought the band a drink. Cool. And uh, was always uh, spoke to the band, mm. always invited you into the dressing room, yeah. you know, He's, there was no airs and graces or I'm a star, you're just a band, you know, and lovely man. Yeah, yeah. Great. And Great. once again, if all star people were like that, the world would be a better place. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can actually remember playing with the Cannon and Ball yeah. many moons ago. Yeah, down at Cop Dock. Oh, right. Back to show. They used to have a, um, a Scottish MD on guitar. Yeah. And uh, he would sort of give you the cues, and uh, but they used to do little snippets, didn't they, Paul? Can you? Remember? I don't know if that's the same thing, but that you would they tell a few jokes, and then, then you'd have to play a little snippet that might only be thirty seconds yeah. or, or ten yeah, seconds. I, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, uh, I remember the Flintstones was thrown in there that yeah. big intro bit. I wish I had your memory, John. <laughs> I tell you, what do you have for breakfast? Um, a lot invoices. Of it. Invoices. <laughs> and you eat them all. Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that was, yeah, I just, yeah, that just spun to mind the old cannon and ball thing. But yeah, uh, yeah cool. Well, Actually, that's great. I, I do remember playing the Marina Centre myself many years ago when I was a youngster in a heavy rock band. I've been very reverby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was awful. Very reverby. Yeah, so, yeah. The, yeah. The best thing about it was the stage revolved. You know? Yes. So uh, I think there was um, one or two other acts on with us, um, and uh, as it was changed, as the next act was coming on, the stage just spun round. But right, other yeah. than that, once you were in the audience, the sound was rubbish. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, they weren't, they weren't really made for... No. As a music, as a venue, was it? No, but it should have been. Yeah, uh, cool. Once yeah. again, people who design these places should ask musicians. Yeah, absolutely. A bit like your producer. They should ask your producer because he's a man and a no. It, it, allegedly, yeah, and we just point that out. Yes, <laughs> and I am available at uh, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent, yeah. you'll get an invoice as well, I reckon. <laughs> right, right, so yeah, so we'll from there then, Paul. Obviously, uh, we all know you now as, as an agent. I know you still perform, yep, and um, you know, at Nice People Productions. Um, so how did all that start off? Uh, I started in theatres. Right. Um, I was producing, uh, with the choreographer from the talk in the day. Okay. We used to do the Christmas shows there. Um, the contract was mine, uh, but I, uh, brought him in, um, to do the choreography, I'll say that again, to do the choreography. Of course. <laughs> wasn't much better. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we started to put tribute shows together for, like, Ronan, uh, Robbie Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, the most successful one was Steps. Okay. Um, what year was this, Paul? Oh, do you know what? Uh, that's probably... It's got to be in the 90s. 90s, yeah, 92, something like oh, that, 93. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just yeah, the yeah. start of the tribute thing, because obviously before that, yeah. it yeah. didn't really exist, did it? Yeah, no, I right. mean, that, it was an idea I had um, with uh, a young lady called, I think her name was Sarah Russell Fish. Um, wow. And uh, she was also a dancer. Okay. Um, and choreographer as well, if I remember rightly. Um, and uh, we got the contract from a big theatre company to yeah. produce these shows. Okay. Uh, and at one time we had probably three, four theatre shows going around and two on cruise ships. Wow. Um, very successful, but very demanding for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we used to have to produce all the shows, uh, especially the cruise shows, uh, with all vocal on. Yeah, you know, right. lead vocal on because the show has to go on no matter what. If somebody right. loses their voice, mm. they have to mime to it. Oh. You know, it still has to go on. So I had three weeks to do five shows, all different lead vocalists for a, uh, all the songs mm. uh, because they were all doing sort of two forty-five minute shows. Mm. Um, and I probably, at one time, I'd spent 72 hours in the studio engineering and mixing and editing and, and doing, and it actually physically destroyed me wow. and mentally. That's you know. a lot of work, though. It is, uh, because it's concentrated in a short time. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, the theatre shows weren't so bad because we could just put individual extra tracks in every now and again, mm. you know, but, uh, and obviously there wasn't, uh, automation mixed down, hadn't quite come to the fore, uh, in the day. Uh, so I used to use 11 fingers <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was very tiring, very stressful. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I must admit 
after I'd done that the last time, um, I lost the enthusiasm. There was no, I, I suppose at that time, there wasn't any financial to get someone in to give you a hand or something like that. No, uh, and my studio uh, is probably just a little bit bigger than the one we're in now. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was fairly enclosed, I suppose, Yeah, uh, when you've got seven, ten people in there. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, very, very warm. Indeed. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of work, that kind of stuff, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Um, the the studio side is, um, yeah, tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, when the, the band was at the talk, I was very lucky to um, learn the engineering craft um, on my feet, really. Uh, mm. I, I did uh, engineer, like, the drifters. Right, um, okay. And... Uh, when Johnny Moore was in the band, I mean, he's in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Johnny Moore. I, I mean, he was the lead singer for most of the big hits. Big hits. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, but did you do that mixing on the roof or? No, <laughs> no up on the roof. Up on the roof. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I used a ladder, you see. Oh, yeah. I always say, yeah, because yeah. you went down the boardwalk. Yeah, down the boardwalk. And then up on the roof. Yeah. You're really good, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I should have been on the stage. Yeah. You well, been, yeah. Or you should have been an interviewer. Yeah. Possibly, yes. Or a podcaster. <laughs> yes, what a great idea. Great idea. Yeah. Good idea. Put, put that one in. Yeah. Um, and uh, also did Gene Pitney. Wow. Um, now, he's a man who didn't move from, <laughs> from I don't know, three, three square metres, maybe. Okay. That's surprising, considering he was 24 hours from Tulsa. And um, the man had such charisma. And it was the first time I'd actually uh, engineered uh, string players, right. you know, violins and, and whatever. And, uh, I mean, if you, you saw the gear that I used to have to use in, in the day, mm -hmm. you know, I had small um, MXR graphics uh, because I was a bit of a freak for EQ, mm. you know. If it shouldn't be there, it shouldn't be there. And if it makes the sound better, that's it. Um, and also nice use of effects. Um, I'm into that as well. Mm. Um, and there's so many engineers that you see nowadays, they'll put the mitt desk in and just leave the band to do what they got to do and walk away almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, but to me, you're part of the band, you paint a picture. Absolutely. Um, yeah, of course. And If uh, it's done properly. Yeah, well... At the end of the day, who knows what a good sound is, you know? Well, it's it's all matter of opinion, isn't it? I yeah, suppose. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Where were these shows? Uh, they were mainly at the Talk um, and uh, the uh, Princess Theatre, Huntstanton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Lovely theatre. Yeah, nice. And, uh, yeah, there was one other fella who was absolutely brilliant. Uh, who's, he went to the West End... I've got his name here written somewhere. Yeah, one of the great singers as well we had at the talk was Gary Wilmot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a name. Yeah, big singer. Yeah. Really, really excellent singer. And comedian as well, wasn't he? Yeah, comedian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny, yeah. I mean, I think he spends his time in the West End nowadays. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we actually backed him as a band as well. Okay. Um, and... Uh, 
yeah, with uh, being a control freak in in the band, I used to do all the engineering on stage, sing, yeah. compare, yeah, yeah, know, have a laugh, do all, everything, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but when uh, when I did the Queen band and tried to do that on bass, first gig, all too much. I learned a hard lesson on that day. What what uh, what was what was that uh, name of that band? Uh, Pure Queen. Pure yeah, Queen. I, I oh, set okay. that up. Um, I can't remember what year that was. Was it the one I got involved with? You did. Yeah, I got you on that. drums, Simon. <laughs> yeah, because you were the man for the job. Job, yeah. 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 Such a Roger Taylor lookalike, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, yes. yes. And uh, yeah, I it was an absolute did, pleasure to one. work with you, sir. Thank you. I think we did one, one gig, though, wasn't it? Yeah, we just did the one gig. Yeah. yeah. Um, I because... did enjoy it, actually. It was really good. Well, they're great songs, aren't they? Yeah. Amazing songs. You can't, can't beat them. But yeah. uh, obviously, me being uh, a little bit older than the rest, and uh, they didn't live in this area, mm. um, it was then difficult to rehearse. Are they still going then, Pure Oh, Queen? yes, they're still going. And uh, I do promote them at uh, Galston Pavilion and yeah, yeah. a few other theatres. Yeah, 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 and other gigs, in fact. Of course, yeah. were they from the Midlands? Yes, yeah. Midlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're a great band. Great, yeah, very good. So, bring us up to date. Yep. What sort of things are you up to now, Paul? Uh, I just doing mainly promoting on the agency side because obviously COVID uh, killed everything. Mm. Social media uh, has really killed a lot of. Uh, Agencies, I suppose. Mm. Um, plus, I'm very lucky I don't have to work too hard now. Um, mm. So I don't have to um, take any um, things from hotels who don't want to pay acts for 90 days. Mm. Uh, even though I was an agent, I was always a musician first. Yeah. Of course. Um, and I don't think there's anybody out there that could say... Uh, I didn't treat them fairly and didn't pay them probably the day I received money. Yeah. You know, but... Which is uh, refreshing to hear. It's well, fun. yeah. Really that's it. Well, Paul was always, yeah. uh, you know, he, he was always very fair. Yeah. Always. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It was always a pleasure to work for you at the time, Paul. Oh, thank you very much, sir. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a tough job and it isn't... It's just something that I fell into... Um, after the theatres, uh, then, um, because what happened was, um, I shan't say his name, but, uh, he took all my team away from me. Ah. Um, he's a very wealthy man. Uh, he's a director of a very large football company, football, uh, team. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he said, uh, sue me if you wish. And I'll keep you tied up in court. Uh, it may be an idea to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> he obviously wasn't a very nice man. No. Uh, well, he was a ruthless businessman, which, in theory, I'm not. No, well. Um, because, uh, you know, I've still got people I thought were my friends still owe me some money. Right. Um, but I won't. Dunny? Yeah. Is that you? He, 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 oh, I haven't got any money now. Oh, I say, yeah. oh, yeah, of course. Actually, yes. I, I, I own Mark uh, a favour. Do you? Yes, he did me a little favour. Wow. Uh, and if, once again, if the world was like that, it'd be a better place. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course it would. Yeah. 
Well, Paul, I, I think it's been um, thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, yeah and really a has. different podcast tonight to what yeah. we've been up to. And that's our... Yeah, it's been very interesting. Really interesting for us to hear all these stories because yeah. obviously we don't know. We 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 don't know half the stuff what people do, but there's so so many things. Really great. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite. A, I mean, on stage I'm a different person, but off stage I'm quite quiet and laid back. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and chilled unless. Like everybody else, somebody does something to your family. Absolutely, and, and then you know you you do become a different family uh, person. But other than that, I try and you know be as nice as I can to anybody or do anything for anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know really that. Good. That's great. Really good. Well, we'd like to thank you for coming in, mate. Yeah. And, Absolute uh, pleasure. Coming all the way from old Norwich, yeah, as you said before, and um, yeah, we'll call that one a night. So yeah, yeah great, lovely, jubbly, cheers, fantastic. Thank you, pleasure. Well, well, that was another very interesting guest, John. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I, I like Paul. He's he's a great bloke, and uh, you know, I've worked for Paul, and well, we all work for Paul. Yeah. So uh, he's just a really genuine, yeah, genuinely nice guy, isn't he? Genuine nice guy, genuinely uh, a fair musical agent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and to be honest with you, what I was mesmerised because I I knew Paul had done stuff, but I didn't know. All of that. Oh, some great stuff, actually. That. You know, with the Eurovision yeah, Song for Europe yeah. and the EMI thing. Because that's, that's kind of all alien world to me. I don't know anything about that stuff. So, no, I, so no. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And I never knew he was, you know, with the Black Lace thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Which, as I said, as we've said before, ladies and gentlemen out there, yeah. this proves the point at the Old yeah. Rockers podcast that we delve into people's careers. and. Yeah. Little Very gems come to the surface. Yeah, they absolutely do. It's really so interesting. So interesting. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So there we well, go. that's all. That's another episode done, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks yep. for tuning in, and we'd like to thanks to our producer, Mr. Mark Dunn. And yep. um, yeah, Fantastic. it's a good, brilliant. So it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>